Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Ty Kersley, and on today's show, I will report back on this year's Transgender Day of Remembrance. 2021 has been the deadliest year on record for trans lives in our country. Gays Against Guns held a vigil for the trans lives lost to gun violence this year in Washington Square Park on Saturday, January 20th. I'll share some words from our fellow gaggers who represented these beautiful human beings that we have lost. I will also cover the Biden-Harris administration's statement it released on Saturday on new efforts to protect American transgender citizens. But first, the in memoriam. For our in memoriam, I found a clip from Transgender Talent. I'd like to play it so we will hear other trans voices honoring the 46 trans and gender non-conforming people who have been brutally murdered this year. Diana Alexander. Samuel Edmond. Damian Valentin. Bianca Muffin. Thanks. Dominic Jackson. 50 Bands. Alexis Braxton. China Carrillo. Jeffrey J.J. Bright. Jasmine Kennedy. Jenna Franks. Diamond Kyrie Sanders. Brianna Pardo. Jada Peterson. Dominique Lucius. Remy Bannell. Tiara Banks. Natalia Smut. Iris Santos. Tiffany Thomas. Carrie Washington. Jahira D'Alto. Whispering Wind Bear Spirit. Sophie Vasquez. Danica Danny Henson. Serenity Hollis. Oliver Ollie Taylor. Thomas Harden. Ho Lack. E.J. Boykin. Adeline Evans. Taya Ashton. Shai Vanderpump. Tierra Marie Lewis. Miss Coco. Pooh Johnson. Desaya Monet. Brianna. Hamilton, Kier Laprie Cartier, Mel Groves, Royal Poetical Stars, Zoella Zoe Rose Martinez, Joe Acker, Jesse Hart, Ricky Otomoro, Marquisha Lawrence, Jenny De Leon. As we all know now, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all counts in Kenosha on Friday after he shot three men, killing two of them and wounding the third during a protest against police brutality. Here is J.W. Walker with the statement from Gays Against Guns. I'm J.W. Walker, one of the founding members of Gays Against Guns. 
uh, in light of the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Gays Against Guns has put out the following statement. Although, given the composition of the jury and the judge's bizarre and clearly biased behavior throughout the trial, this verdict was unsurprising. We are still disgusted that this hooligan was just let off after murdering two people and maiming a third. Everything about this case demonstrates how broad and deep the connections between gun culture, white supremacy, and our criminal justice system are. The decision has guaranteed that more of these violent sociopathic incels will decide to go shoot protesters demonstrating against white supremacy. The quote unquote coming race war that white supremacist agitators have been foretelling for decades and doing everything within their power to bring to fruition for just as long seems nearer to becoming an actual possibility. And that is a frightening prospect. Protests against these sorts of injustices will become less safe but we shall not stop publicly demonstrating against gun culture and white supremacy because we must, because this jury's decision makes it all the more imperative that we do. Thank you. We also have statements from Sunny Moon, George DeCastro, and Sean Stefanik. This is Sarah Lilly with Radio Gag, and I'm speaking to Sun Moon. Sun, we wanted to get your comment about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm dismayed and shocked. Like, I'm not surprised, but I'm shocked because it just says such, it just, you know, it's the current state of this country, which is horrible in terms of vigilante justice, about racism, and the power of the gun lobby, because, you know, this is what they had hoped to create, a legal system where people can be the aggressor with a gun and get away with murder. Thank you, son. And thank you for your work with Moms Demand Action and Gays Against Guns. Lots of love. Thank you. Hi, this is George DeCastro Day. I'm an activist and artist. Uh, I overlap with uh, Rise and Resist and Gays Against Guns and other groups in New York. And uh, these are some of my thoughts uh, upon hearing uh, the outcome of the Rittenhouse trial yesterday. I think most people believe the existence and use of child soldiers is an obscenity against humanity. Most people, that is, except for the ones who train and use child soldiers. When we think of child soldiers, we think of kids somewhere in the Central African Republic, barely strong enough to lift the Soviet-style assault rifles they carry, high in their commander's drugs and believing that a charm will protect them from the bullets that will kill them. We think of Saudi princes buying Sudanese boys for $10,000, arming them with American-style assault rifles and sending them into minefields in a hail of gunfire in Yemen. We think of a Palestinian kid inviting his own death by throwing a rock at Israeli soldiers or delivering death to other people having been fed lies about paradise and wearing an explosive vest made by an older man. But it's the same thing everywhere. My father signed up for the U.S. Army and went to war in Korea when he was 17. It must have seemed like a good way to get out of a poor farmhouse in Alabama. 
he found himself trying to block the Chinese advance at Kamsung, where American and Korean, Korean boys were bloodied by a Chinese boys. The battle raged in the summer of 1953. He was a, the 18-year-old farm boy, came home with a purple heart and trauma that would last a lifetime. Did you know 17-year-olds can still enlist in the U.S. Army with their parents' permission? We are angry at Kyle Rittenhouse's mother because she drove her child to the side of a riot. The 17-year-old carried an assault rifle. He celebrated with racist men before and after the killings, in a bar, no less. Call him a psychopath, a white supremacist, a thug, a vigilante, or a gullible fool, or all of those things. But as Steve Earle sings, he was also another poor boy in a rich man's war. A child soldier of American gun culture and self-styled militia organizations. A racist with a gun, just as surely as Andrew Jackson Day, another of my forebears who left his farm in Alabama to kill Union soldiers because another generation of rich American men insisted on enslaving African men, women, and children to work their fields and build their grand houses. We send our infants off to war, we decimate them, killing one out of each 10 for misbehaving or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and then bury their remains with an honor and order that makes a mockery of battlefields. It's also stupid. We've had enough wars at home and abroad and need to stop enacting these tragedies on our streets and imposing them on our children. We must not be indoctrinating our children to be white supremacist killers. I am furious. This is bigger than Rittenhouse, just as every war is bigger than the infants who fight them. It's about a broken country that allows and encourages guns and war on the streets. To quote Chuck D, make love war. Hey, with Gays Against Guns, I'm Sean Stefanik. Since I heard the verdict of the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I have to say this is the most you know, I'm freaking out, essentially, in short. That's a pretty uh, violent internal cocktail of being extremely sick to my stomach of the very audacity and the of the loss of human life and the disregard for that that was displayed before us in this sham, this circus of a media event of a trial that was clearly rigged from the get-go and we were all calling it out for the problems, for the dilemmas, you know, right on that first day when the judge refused to refer to the victims as victims. We could all call it out for what it was on the outside. Why couldn't someone be brave enough to do the same thing on the inside? This is unbelievable. And um, and and that that alone is disgusting, but it is also frightening. And I have never known fear like this in a situation before like this as an adult, but I have to confess, I'm quite nervous about not only that this happened at all, that a cold-blooded killer commits his crime for all to see on social media and is acquitted of all that. That, that alone is horrifying, but even just as horrifying, maybe even more so is what it means we're up against in the future. And it is this is exactly, I can honestly say, one of the reasons why I was so grateful when I started doing the work that we do with GAG, because when Parkland happened, I was very, I was freaking out back, back then because I could see people just were becoming sensitized to this nonsense, to this death and violence and the, the fear of the world becoming so desensitized that something like this could happen was always a motive to get out in the streets and try to do something. And I, I really feel 
you know, despair right now because this is what I didn't want to happen. I could see this happening basically and it just happened. And it's, and it's sickening and it's frightening and it's where we are. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gaze Against Gun Show, here on listener-sponsored commercial-free radio, WBAI 99.5. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. To memorialize Transgender Day of Remembrance, the White House hosted a vigil to honor those lost. The White House and the Second Gentleman of the United States hosted a first-of-its-kind vigil in the diplomatic room of the White House to honor the lives of transgender and gender-diverse people killed this year. The White House also released a report highlighting over 45 key early actions the Biden-Harris administration is taking to address the root causes of anti-transgender violence, discrimination, and denial of economic opportunity, including taking steps to expand the availability of accurate federal IDs, building on the State Department's announcement that it will offer a third gender marker on U.S. passports, also advancing health equity research on gender-affirming care, ending the HIV crisis among transgender and gender-diverse communities. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration will update its 2015 publication, Ending Conversion Therapy, Supporting and Affirming LGBTQ Youth to Reflect the Latest Research and State of the Field, also included The executive order directs federal agencies to work hand-in-hand with tribal nations and tribal partners to build safe and healthy tribal communities and to support comprehensive law enforcement prevention, intervention, and support services to address the crisis of missing and murdered indigenous people, including for transgender, gender-diverse, and two-spirit Native Americans. The administration also pushes to advance equity for transgender and gender-diverse elders. Biden directed all agencies engaged abroad in his memorandum that it shall be the policy of the United States to pursue an end to violence and discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, or sex characteristics, and to lead by the power of our example in the cause of advancing the human rights of the LGBTQ plus persons around the world. HUD also reaffirmed its commitment that no person be denied access to housing or other critical services because of their gender identity. On Saturday, November 20th, GAG held a vigil for the trans lives killed by gun violence this year so far on record. Our human beings are silent protesters. They're veiled and donned in white, and they represent victims of gun violence by occupying space and holding a placard with a photo and a short statement on each person lost. Uh, We then walked through the park to Judson Memorial Church, where Life for Bridges held their memorial service. There are plenty of pictures and videos on our Facebook page and Instagram to look at, but I wanted you to listen to a few of the GAG members talk about the people they were honoring with action. Oh, I'm Don Shuey. 
And who did you represent? I was representing T.R. Banks from Chicago, 24-year-old <clears throat> trans woman who was sitting alone in her car when uh, the shooter approached and shot her multiple times. One of three trans women to have been killed in Chicago over recent months. So thank you for doing that. Um, who else? We have, uh, just, we had some other lives. I'm sorry. Right. I was also representing Dominique Lucius, uh, 26-year-old from Springfield, uh, Michigan, who was shot to death allegedly by a man she met through an app. Had, have you done this before? I've been doing this since it started. I mean, how did you feel? It's always powerful to uh, be in public and to watch people walk through and read the stories. And, you know, this is how storytelling is so powerful. People connect to stories and details and you just see the looks on people's faces, uh, light bulbs going off, just connections being made. Well, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Um, Hi, I'm Libby Edwards. I represented Coco Chanel Wortham, who was 44. Coco, Miss Coco, was shot to death in a homeless encampment in Dallas. She was known as a small girl with a big personality. Friends shared her full name as Coco Chanel Wortham, and she was originally from Kansas City. Well, thank you for that. My name is Paul Warhun, a.k.a. Rosie Delicious. Who are you representing? Um, one person I was representing, uh, Ollie, um, a transgender person in Gervais, Oregon, who had been kidnapped and killed. I remember that story. Yeah, and was, you know, one of the things that was really struck me, right, really young, like maybe a teenager, and... Um, you know, it was part of the future farmers of America. So it just really made me meditate about transgender people are everywhere. And, you know, this is rural America. And I also just, you know, I know a bit about rural Oregon and it's kind of a scary place. And like what courage it must have been to just be able to like come out as much as they did to be have been recognized and then, you know, horribly murdered. You know, it's just, yeah. Well, thank you for uh, representing Ollie tonight. Sure. Hi, Sean Stefanik with Gays Against Guns. Can you uh, tell me who you represented tonight? Yes, I, I was representing Keir Solomon. Keir Solomon, who was known as... Uh, Keir Solomon was uh, 21 from Arlington, Texas. Solomon, who was also known as Keir Laprie Cartier, was, who was found fatally shot in her car. She lived with her grandmother in Dallas and was between jobs looking for work. Her mother shared Kier was very loved and loved a lot of people. All right, thank you. Let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Virginia Vitzdoom of Gays Against Guns. Who are you representing tonight? Iris Santos, 22, a um, trans woman from Houston, Texas. Um, what really got me in the text on the placard about Iris um, relative shared Santos was unapologetically herself, a trait many admired. Quote, I'm me now, Santos told her sister. I'm finally me. And um, that somebody would be 22. And I'm finally me and then be killed. Uh, it was, uh, it's hard to, um, to represent her because that is so tragic and pointless. Thank you for doing that tonight. 
To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram or gag no guns on Twitter. You can come to a meeting here in New York. We meet one Thursday a month, live in person and virtually at 7 p.m. in the Manhattan LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is December 16th, where we will be planning all kinds of great actions and protests. So please join us. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And another great way to get involved is by becoming a BAI buddy. A BAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. The gun rights movement is funded up to 10 times the funding of the gun violence prevention movement. Your monthly contribution of $5 to $25 keeps Radio Gag on air here at WBAI to keep the issue of gun violence in front of the public and our elected officials. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thank you. Before I end the show, I want to tell you about a few upcoming Radio Gag episodes. For next week, Libby Edwards is working on a World AIDS Day tie-in. This will be part of our Artivism series. We are also working on a part two of our Harvey Milk show. Uh, We will cover the, uh, the assassination back in November 1978 and the Dan White trial. Discussions of another weak, misguided white man crying in court will definitely come up. Also, Gag wants to bring to your attention during the holidays that the leading cause of death for children in this country is now guns. A child is more likely to be shot than die in a car accident or due to an incident involving a vehicle. Vehicles and drivers are regulated by our government. Guns are not. Guns also do not make a good gift. Please treat every gun as a loaded weapon. Also, if gun violence comes up with your loved ones this Thanksgiving or any other holidays, here's something you can share. Over 1 million Americans have been shot in the past decade. I wish everyone else found that unacceptable. If you do, please share and encourage others to join our mission. Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m., And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or any major podcast platform. We leave you with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. Thank you for listening. Watches while we bleed. America, America, one hundred die each day in suicide and homicide, and all we do is pray. So pitiful, the KKK still marching in their sheets. While Michael Brown and Freddie Gray get murdered in the streets. America, America, you just can't get it right. Why can't we see equality?
classic Trump. You lie with every word. You Russian whore, you stupid chump. Your cabinet is absurd. America, America, it's just a TV show. It's called